Welcome to the TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith meets culture. Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creators. Enjoy. Today I'm joined by O'Neill Dennis, Chief Editor of A Step Forward and founder of the UK Christian Charts. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Christian music at the moment in the UK, where do you feel that things are currently? It's fantastic. It's absolutely great. Um, we're in a place we've never been before. Um, the future is, it's cliche to say the future looks bright, but actually the future really does look bright. Um, there's some fantastic movements that's happening, loads of talent coming through, and just really an industry move like we've never seen it before. And what do you think has caused that shift? I think it's just years, it's just God's timing for one, and it's just uh, the fact that the momentum has just been building for years and years. Um, I've just been around for five years, but certainly we, even within that short space of time, we've just seen some really paradigm shifts uh, in terms of just how people work, you know, just the education that's gone into the system, as well in terms of artists and creatives, kind of better understanding who they are, what they're about, and just utilizing the resources that are available to them. And do you think that with before it would be like Christian music is its thing and then there's mainstream or secular, however you, you kind of want to term it, and they were slightly more professional or seen as more professional. Mm. What do you think, how have people resourced themselves? What has been the biggest kind of game changer for Christian artists? Digital. Uh, and that's a game changer for everyone. Everybody's, uh, all of a sudden digital kind of leveled the playing field because everybody was almost in the same space at the same time in trying to better understand how do we maximize, how do we utilize these new systems and these new ways of doing things. And it just made it easier for the emerging talent to actually shine through, whereas before it was the record label and everybody wanted a deal and stuff. All of a sudden, well, I'm my own record label. I can do as much as I want to do. And that kind of shifted everything because then it became more an internal thing than an external thing. It became more of what can I do for myself? How far am I willing to take this? How much or how far am I willing to go? Rather than, okay, should I continue waiting to see if somebody's going to come and help me out, it became a DIY mentality. And it's interesting, so you started a website because it was difficult at the time to find gospel music. Why was it important that you did that at that time and what is the relevance that you think that has now? Um, I had just become a Christian at that um, stage just uh, in 2013 and I, I, I'm a music enthusiast. I have a love and a passion for music, grew up on reggae and soca. Best friend was an Austrian who was into everything metal. Um, so I kind of got all the Megadeth and Metallica and Nirvana that I could possibly get in my system and more. And then my girlfriend at the time was into hip hop. So I became a break dancer, kind of spinning on my head and doing all of those. That's not going to happen to me, but uh, all those crazy we things. Have so I have. Space. Uh, carpet. <laughs> yeah. mm, all right, about that. <laughs> but um, I, I, had a, I have a very eclectic um, uh, understanding of, of music and a, and a desire to just see all types of music. So for me, it was trying to experience that when I became a Christian. And it was just difficult at that time to find anything. Uh, and I heard lots of struggles that were going on in the scene um, around the time I became a Christian because it seemed like we were on a downturn. 
Uh, so it was like, how do I get to understand and to know what's going on um, in the music scene? And the best thing to do was just to start something for, for myself. And we started traveling all over the country when we started the, the Step Forward website. And that we started hearing the frustrations of artists. There wasn't central places that they could go. We started asking uh, lots of individuals, you know, what's your top UK um, artist? And we started hearing lots of US names thrown in there that even I could tell, hey, those guys are not from the UK. What's going on? And it just became apparent that uh, some support mechanism was needed. And that's how Step Forward started. Uh, and out of Step Forward, we also started the UK Christian chart. And within six months of starting the UK Christian chart, we outgrew the website. We just started getting all these people sending music to us because there wasn't really anywhere else to send the music to at the time. And the rest is history. Five years on, over 2,000 pieces of music, over 500 active artists in our database, Christian and gospel artists. So it's just a phenomenal growth and development. And so what do you think the relevance is of that now? Because as you've mentioned, if I so felt talented, I do not. I could do a song <laughs> myself. <laughs> and, you know, so in that space where it is almost so saturated but at mm -hmm. the same time, how, how does that work for artists? Um, I think a lot of people are just better understanding that there's a lot that they can do for themselves. And, and that has been the biggest shift we have seen. And the, the days of the, the, the conglomerates, if you will, in terms of record labels, that day or, or that time has almost passed. So we're seeing a lot more clusters of, of like-minded individuals grouping together. So you'll have an in-house producer, you'll have an engineer, you'll have a mix, somebody who mixes and masters, and you'll have the artists as well. So there are lots of clusters that's going on. And I think that's great because essentially those are the building blocks for bigger industries down the line. But how do they get to be seen and heard in the great space where there's just so many people in the space? Thank God for the internet. Um, and I think that, again, as I said before, levels the playing field because in an instant it allows um, individual artists to shine through. So, for example, I, we, we have an artist that um, uh, has been doing music for just three years um, but now is one of the, the top emerging um, gospel artists in the UK. Um, millions and millions of views on his music and stuff like that. But even his manager confessed that he didn't actually know much about the industry when mm. he started. YouTube videos, um, tutorials and stuff like that. So that is a testimony as well, just to say that, you know what, anything is possible in this day and age if you have the right attitude and you're willing to learn. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing emerging? Trends. Um, trends are, again, those clusters. We're seeing a lot of that happening now where people are understanding that actually we're better together. Um, and there, there was a time when we saw everybody trying to do things on their own because it's, it's, it's a hard graft. It's, it's difficult. It's a hustle for a lot of people. It's not easy. Um, uh, but now we're seeing people kind of letting down their guards and, and understanding that actually this Christian lifestyle comes first, even before the music. And that means fellowship. And fellowship means that I might not necessarily love your style of music, but I'm with you. I'm going to help. I'm going to support. And we can work together where there's common ground. So we're finding a lot more of that happening, those clusters. And that's just one of the biggest shifts that we've seen. Apart from that, we see um, just that the education that has been invested in the scene over the last couple of years is starting to bear fruit. So now artists are better equipped. So when they're sending out their music, they have the right codes in there. They're sending out um, press releases that have high-res images, they have their website, their social media all organized. Um, and that's a massive, massive shift as well, because before we would get music and we were wondering, who is this from? How do we find out who it's from? And you're thinking, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're seeing a lot more 
professional looking um, uh, content coming through to us, which makes it easier um, for the platforms. And yeah. that's the other shift. There are more platforms emerging every day yeah. and that services the artists and the creatives as well. So that's brilliant. And it is exciting because in that sense of it being a bit more professionalism mm -hmm. and just actually people just taking it to that next level of yes. seriousness yes. and excellence, yes. which was probably maybe something that was not always there outside of the record labels Absolutely. before. And so how do people use this trend to propel them on to kind of the main stage? Is that the aim? Should that be the aim? Uh, that might get me into trouble in terms of distinguishing. <laughs> I think for lots of different artists, the aims are different. Yeah. Um, some people will be called to the mainstream world. Uh, some people will be called to the, to the congregation. Um, and I think what's happening now, uh, and it has been happening over the last couple of years, is there's a better understanding where people are actually checking their own calling. What is it I'm called to do, God? Where am I called to reach? Uh, so I feel like there's a, a sense of more maturity, if you will, mm. more spiritual maturity in just understanding better what my calling is, because that's the crucial bit. If yeah. I understand that, the rest becomes a little bit easier because the ups and the downs are better understood. So I'm finding that that's one of the ways that our, uh, individuals are better utilizing what's around them because then they put it more into context because they understand their calling. Yeah. And that's the starting point, really. And it is really interesting just to think about the way that people, I think, the whole world actually, but especially yeah. Christians, we are more focused now on purpose, mm, on calling, yes, on being more yes, mindful about yes. what those things mean and how yes. that outworks. So something like the Christian music chart, which essentially says, okay, well, this is the best, or mm -hmm. this is the one that everyone mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. looking at. How do we channel that in the appropriate way? And is it to say what's best or is it to put a spotlight? How do you see that holding the space? I've been, that's a great question and I've been asked it a few times and I think we coined a little thing um, to say that the UK Christian chart is more of a showcase opportunity than a competition. Yeah. Because uh, when I started, the reality was we were getting so much music. No one can consume the number of music that gets released every time. Um, the last chart system we had, there were 44 releases. Um, that's a lot of music to consume in any given day. So what the UK Christian Chart does, it literally allows for the judges. We have to date 149 judges, wow. right? Um, made up of worship leaders, youth pastors, ANRs, Christians and non-Christians, just, just a plethora of, of, of influencers, if you will. Um, and also the public, because the, the public get a chance to have their say in the, in the UK Christian Chart system, just for them to, to see what, what music, what, what tracks, uh, are, are hitting, hitting them at the time? What, what do they gravitate towards? What do they remember most? And because of that, we have a top 10 every month. It doesn't say that these are the absolute best. It just says that based on these judges and based on the public um, view, these are the top 10 more memorable of the charts. And what we do as well is that we just very simply showcase everyone. Yeah. So even though we have the UK Christian chart, Step Forward actually supports everybody. The UK Christian chart is a charting system, so that has certain criteria and certain outputs at the end of the day. But Step Forward is there, which houses the chart, and Step Forward supports everyone. You send the music in, whether we think it's good or great, or we don't care that much, we're just happy to use that platform to support everybody. So how do you keep the judges diverse and open to everyone? 
we're constantly looking around for individuals and the judges themselves have um, been requested or asked to recommend other judges. So we're constantly, it, we never stop adding to the judging panel. The, the, the aim is to have 200 by the end of 2019 going into 2020. Um, so we're constantly adding to that and we're always looking around for ways of balancing things out in terms of individuals who are more interested in different styles or genres of music. Um, we're always looking at the gender situation. We're always looking at the age differences just to make sure that there is a proper representation and uh, we, we, we really try really really do try to make sure that there's that balance but do you find that even with all of that yes. there's a certain style of music that most people tend to lean towards I mean if I look around at the moment I would definitely say if I put on one of my music streaming platforms which there are many available yes. <laughs> but a very well-known one and um, what will tend to happen is it will it will tend to throw at me a certain genre of Christian mm, music yes. so even if I predominantly listen to say gospel mm -hmm. if I just let it play or do a radio selection it will lean me towards contemporary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you think that's a trend that you're seeing across the board do you think that's because we're in a bit of a worship trend of music at mm -hmm, the moment what mm -hmm. what are the kind of not that you have all the answers yeah. but what are some of the answers to that <laughs> No, that's fine. That's another great question. Um, what we're seeing now is, is very interesting because the, the, the marketplace, if you will, is driven by choice. Because now, as you said, you know, the, the algorithms will dictate based on your preferences. Um, and that's also interesting, that people can re really zero in on what they really like, and, and that might be to the exclusion of everything else. But in essence, that's perhaps what makes the chart system even more relevant, because the chart system, in essence, doesn't really pander to people's likes in that way. It's whatever comes out on top based on those votes and based on this mass number of judges and the public. So we'll have a, a, a reggae track followed by a, a hip hop track, followed by a worship track, followed by um, something else. Uh, so you're getting literally unknown genres one after the other. Mm -hmm. And that we found just encourages tolerance because you, as you said, would mm -hmm. perhaps have a particular style of music coming at you just because of your own preferences. But when you play the chart system or the, the Spotify or whatever we have, um, you're likely to get that mashup and that mixture and you're appreciating it, not because you like the music predominantly, but because you're looking to celebrate UK Christian and gospel mm -hmm. artists. And that takes the focus away from the individual and puts it more on the industry and what it is that we're trying to accomplish in the UK. Yes, there is choice, but at the same time, can we step back a little bit and just love our own artists, just support our own artists? That really is the essence of the UK Christian chart. And we're gonna watch a video from the UK Christian chart now. Ooh, awesome. <laughs>
do we as a body, as a church, how do we get better at actually supporting our homegrown artists? How do we champion them well mm. and enable them to maybe eke a living out of music yes. or how, what, what, what are the practical things that we can do? Wow, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've been in quite a number of meetings recently um, in gospel and CCM uh, factions in the UK, if you will. And there, there's one thing that's coming through really, really clear. I think there's a challenge more so to the churches than to anywhere else. Because when you think of it, the churches have a dedicated group of people who come together at specific times. Um, when you put that all together, that's the biggest concert you could ever go to if you put all the churches together at any one point in time with all the congregation members there. And I think the challenge is to the churches really to better support not just the artists who are, are out there, but the artists who are within their own walls. We're finding that um, that's always a challenge. You, you wonder every artist is usually linked to a church, yeah. yet every artist, majority of them anyway, are struggling. So what is the infrastructure in that church or that locality doing to better support the individuals who are actually worshipping with them every day? Um, and I find that if, if, if the churches actually really get behind the music scene, the music industry, understanding the power of music, which is undeniable to everyone, and really look at ways that they can support and encourage even the artists within their churches, that will be a massive transma transformation for the UK. And do you think that's hard? Because like you say, we will have a chart and we'll have right. the names that we know and the names yeah. that are signed and the names that have kind of risen to the top through mm -hmm. a ground swell of social media. <laughs> yes. And then so-and-so comes to their pastors, well, actually, I'd like to, us to sing my song on a Sunday. Mm. How do we balance that tension mm -hmm. um, between the songs that people know and love? Even mm -hmm. when we invite artists here, mm -hmm. that's always a tension. You know, artists obviously want to sing their own songs, yes, and we also, yes. but our audience want to sing Great Are You Lord. They want yes, to sing yes. What a Beautiful Name. They yes. know those songs. Yes. How do we get that tension right between what people want and also supporting yes. you know, new and upcoming talent. It just becomes about education. It's one of those things that it just needs to start. We just yeah. need to be intentional about having that change in time. So we, we won't be able to, to, to throw out the popular songs and bring in the local songs. But if the church understands what is the sound of your, what, what is the sound of your church? What is the sound of your community? Mm -hmm. What is the sound that predominates your locality? Then it's, we can better support. And in supporting that, eventually over time, you'll have just a merging of whatever is popular and whatever is local. And people might not even be able to tell the difference because if it's a good song it's a good song it will move people and they'll be transformed by it so I think it's it's just a matter of, of individuals church leaders um, uh, and pastors just being intentional to say you know what this isn't a quick fix yeah. but this is something we need to be intentional about so that down the line for generations to come it will have an impact so just a quick question about kind of some of the songs that are around or what you're seeing. Um, do you think at the moment people are responding better to live or studio albums? Because I can think of some groups who they tend to do a studio version or then they'll think of like an Elevation Worship, for example, yes, who yes. they'll re-record a song several different ways on several right. different albums to go with the vibe yes. of that album. You know, what is something that you're seeing through your judges and, and, the, and the audience? 
I think live, you know. Um, naturally, studio albums are, are what they are. The quality and all of that will, will, will definitely be there. But I think because there is this element of choice, which is such a big deal for everyone, I can choose. I have the power to decide what I'm going to listen mm. at any point in time. I think because each person now know that they have that power in their hands at any point in time, there is a need to experience more. Yeah. And the live versions, the live um, songs, the live situations, that's just something that's just so unpredictable that it just it, it's, it's entertaining, it's interesting, it just brings things to life a bit more. So I'm, I'm finding that the live situations are, are the preference. And we are seeing so many new events and activities coming about. That just proves the point as well, that people really want that experience more than anything else. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because growing up, when I was growing up in, in my Pentecostal church, there were so many concerts. <laughs> right, yeah. So you would always have an element of kind of a lot yes. of live music, yes. a lot of singing, yes. um, that shared corporate worship outside of a Sunday service. Right. So a space where it's just music all night in that sense. Yes. And you don't see as much of that anymore. Do you think that that's something that could return? Or what do you, what do you expect for that? It's on its way back. Yeah. It's, it's almost here. Um, we've seen so many activities, so many new promoters coming into the space who have a different understanding or a different idea as to what this live experience should be. We have seen people mixing different things, trying little concepts here and there just to kind of bring that experience a little bit more where it's not a standard concert, but there's another element to it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, coming from the big festivals right down to the, the small intimate setups, there's just a whole new world out there now. And there, there, there has been a move even in recent times to, to do more to get the audiences out because there was an understanding that, you know what, people just aren't coming out as they used yeah. to, as you said as well. Um, and I think people have been looking at that over the last two, three years, and they're actually now putting things in place. So the live scene is coming, is almost here. So okay, look so you're here first. Yeah. And so, but should we as a church expect to be paying for this? Because in a sense, it, unless people, I remember once I went to an event um, with my sister and the person running it offered us both free tickets and my right. sister said, oh no, I want to pay because if people don't pay, they don't how continue. Do so how do we as a church, how can we practically prepare ourselves mm -hmm. to support this? Should mm -hmm. we expect it to be free? Should we be paying? And there's a bigger question there as well in terms of, you know, paying for the event also means supporting the artistry yeah. and stuff like that. And should that be a paid situation? I think it's a matter of honor. You know, it's honoring the people who, who sacrifice, who put their all in. You know, we all have jobs and go to work and stuff like that. And for musicians, for many of them, uh, that's, that's what they do. That, that's, that's all they do sometimes. So it's about honoring those, those people who are investing in themselves and who are really putting the work in. And I, I think there's an element where it's not even about the church or, or about anyone. It's just simply the fact that if I'm going to see somebody, your sister, credit to her, you know, we need more individuals like that. I think she gets it. Yes. <laughs> we need more individuals like that who, who, who are just honest about the reality of things to say, well, everybody has to eat. Everybody needs to, mm. to make a living and stuff like that. So when you see especially great talent, you know, support them as much as you can because it's to your benefit as much as it is to theirs. So we need to move away from like the guest list <laughs> mentality of yes. please can yes. you put my name down <laughs> to actually, yes. and it is so tricky because sometimes there's not loads of money in all these spaces no, in terms no. of paying artists and mm. paying this, you've got to hire the hall and you've yes. got to pay the musicians and they need a rehearsal space. As a church, 
is there just a change of mindset that we really just need to adopt? I think it's happening already as well, you know. There's, there's some leaders who have already taken hold of this situation. There's a number of churches who are actually operating even more so as record labels as well. Yeah. You know, so they're understanding that their talent needs to be supported. They're actually putting mechanisms in place to support that talent. Yes, there needs to be more of a general national setup, but you know what, it needs to start somewhere. And in that particular church, in any church, that's the starting point. Um, in terms of the, the, the aspect of paying for musicians or paying for artists and supporting that better, I think as well churches have gotten the idea that actually we need to support our music ministers, we need to do better. Um, and and it's, it, again, it comes back to that honoring thing, uh, whether it's in the church or whether it's for an event and stuff. Yes, it's great to be guest listed and stuff like that, but you could still make a contribution, make yeah. a donation, just help with something. Um, but I think on the whole, the UK is I, I feel we're turning, yeah. we, we're, you know, that whole thing, we have, we've gone in one direction for so long, we need to try north, we need to try another. I think we're turning a point. I, I, there's an excitement, there's a buzz about the local talent, about the UK talent that I haven't seen in five years, right? Uh, and yes, we love our overseas friends and, and artists and stuff, but there is a, a respect a, 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 a developing respect for the UK talent and that is so refreshing to see. It's and that's amazing. even travelling overseas and, <laughs> yes. and we're seeing that respect yes. really coming this way. Yes. So bearing all in mind that we've said, you know, in terms of the growing community, the growing sense of collaboration, yes. you know, church is beginning to understand more about supporting mm -hmm. artists, mm -hmm. you know, live music potentially mm -hmm. making that big comeback. I really mm -hmm. hope it does. Yes. You know, charting and and understanding, okay, what's going on across the width and breadth. Where do you think this can go? Um, I just think the sky's the limit for the UK scene. You know, the, the, the UK scene has been growing and developing for a long time. And I think we're at that point now where there is, the talent is just, it's just an over, overpouring mm. um, of, of the amazing talent that exists. And I, I think it, the time is just right. You know, it might not have been possible before because we didn't have certain criteria, we didn't have the digital age. All of those things have just created a melting pot. We have, you know, we have the big labels, but we still have so many more smaller ones as well who are doing their own thing, ushering new, unique, fresh sounds as well. Um, and I think all of that, when you put it all together, the live scene, the church is having a better understanding, the challenges going out to the churches on a daily basis to say, no, you need to do more, you can do more. Um, I think all of that together, with loads more platforms as well yeah. that are championing music of different styles and different origins and stuff like that. All of that together, just you can tell I'm getting excited. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> it is an exciting time. It is yeah. the best time to be involved in UK Christian and gospel because all these things have just created a melting pot and we're just about to overflow. And I'm here, I'm ready for it. So it seems like there's a righteous wind on the backs yes. Of, yes. of all of those involved. <laughs> and you know what, it would, it would warm me no nothing more just to see this really just take off and like let's yes. just see what God yes. does because I Absolutely. think he's waiting to do something really special in this he is. space. He is. The time is now, it's his timing. At TBN UK we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible and you can partner with us in this mission by praying, sharing or giving. For more information visit tbnuk.org slash partnership and remember you can watch us on TBN UK on Freeview 65 or Sky 582.